Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Tisha Brewer, Chief Financial and Operations Officer at Open Door Health Services. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? Well, they are having a two-part virtual workshop. Another two-parter? Another two-parter. It's called Lincoln, Your Mother, and Your Sanitation Worker, Lessons of Humility. What? Yes. It's going to be Wednesday, September 23rd, and Thursday, September 24th, from 2 to 3.30. So two days in a row, 2 to 3.30. Who's putting this on? It's going to be Andrew Dale. Ooh, yes, okay. Yes, who is the co-founder and director emeritus of Schaefer Leadership Academy. Very cool. Yeah. So the word humility is more often than not associated with lowering oneself at the expense of others. From our earliest days on the playground, in the classroom, to our participation in competitive sports, places of work, and even our houses of worship, Western society's view of being humble vary. What value does humility play in our work, civic, and family life? And we're going to answer that question over a two-parter. Over a two-parter, yes. In these sessions, you will learn how to genuinely demonstrate humility, How humility enlivens the servant leadership model. The benefits of seeding our own will for the good of the greater cause. How to reconcile our place in the lineage of long-term change. And you'll learn that love and hope are the seeds of our will to serve. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Tisha Brewer of Open Door Health Services. Welcome. Thank you. Awesome. Good to have you here. Now, what do you do over there? I am the Chief Financial and Operating Officer. So, okay. So, you you look at the numbers, all the money and the numbers, all the numbers and the ops piece, and yeah, a little bit of everything. So, keeps life interesting. Okay. Okay. Now, how long have you been there? I started Open Door December 1st, 2014. Okay, okay, so, so you been, have been there a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Now, are you a Munsonian or out of town? No, I'm originally from the Huntington area. I oh, live okay. in Grant County outside of Marion right now. So what's your commute? It's 32 miles, 40 minutes. All right, so that's a, a perfect amount for you to listen to our podcast every week. Exactly. Because it's 30, about 30, 30 minutes. minutes. I did listen to a few driving home last okay. week. Well, after I got the email, I'm like, I probably should listen to a few of these. So. <laughs> And hopefully you realize, okay, they're not as yeah, they're not as me, scary as I thought they might made be. Made me not feel quite so anxious, but human nature just makes me anxious anyway. So that's all right. Every time we do this pod, we record this podcast. Uh, if I have nail polish on, I pick it all off while we're just sitting here recording for thirty minutes. So I feel you with the anxiety. It's okay. 
tell me about growing up in Huntington and getting to Muncie. So what what's that story? Like I said, originally from Huntington, um, grew up in rural Huntington County. I graduated from Huntington North. I was at Purdue for a year and a half and then transferred to Taylor, commuted from my home. We got married, moved to Grant County, and I've lived there since then, um, 31 years. Okay. And um, I had, when we lived in Southern uh, Grant County, we came to Muncie all the time. The kids' doctor was down here. Um, mine was as well. Um, it became a running joke. My youngest daughter, anytime we came to Muncie, we went to Target. Mm-hmm. And so there was one day there was a Target commercial on TV. And she's like, oh, look, Muncie. So <laughs> that's what she, that was her her connection. That anytime I said I'm going to Muncie, that meant we were going to Target. Now, when, now <laughs> awesome. when you went to Target, that was that was out where Rural King is yes. now, back yep. in the day. Oh yeah, I forgot because about it that. moved yeah. moved over by the mall later on there. But so, but and that then was a big trip then. Throughout the years, I you know different times in my career, I'd apply for jobs down here, um, and nothing ever panned out. And um, in 2014, in the middle of my divorce, I had <laughs> a recruiter reach out to me about a position down here, and I called the HR director at Open Door. They offered me the job as controller, and so I took a chance and thought okay we'll do this three weeks before Christmas <laughs> again in the middle of the oh, yeah, yeah. so um that's some high anxiety that's a, right that's there a yeah. Stress. Yeah. but I really felt like it was the right move to make my sister lives down here she works for DCS my son was a student at Ball State at the time so I thought okay we'll do this um and then I spent two years in that role and then became CFO in 2016, and I took over operations again in 2017. So I've never stayed at a job more than three years ever in my entire life. Well, that's my next question. What are some of the jobs you've had up until this point? Um, Let's see. All accounting, um, because... I don't always like people and and numbers (laughs) you you can manipulate a little easier. (laughs) Numbers don't talk back. Yeah. They do what you tell them to do if you get super creative. So um, I've worked in the mortgage industry. My first job was for Bank One Financial Services. We, I worked for a mortgage broker. I have been at two different ethanol plants. I've also, the last job before I came here was for a wholesale distributor of convenience stores. So I've done a little bit of everything, but I'd never had any experience in healthcare. Now those ethanol plants, did you have to work with farmers or just the engineer folk? Um, both, the first plant I worked at, I started there the day we started moving dirt. Okay. So wow. going wow. through all the licensing and, and getting everything together and yeah it was it was a lot and it was the time when the corn prices were starting to skyrocket and oh yeah so, that stuff used to oh, be yeah. gold yeah about that time too oh. when, Talk about when... a high anxiety job and then <laughs> and then because i i enjoyed that so much starting up uh helping start up a plant then i went to the plant in union city okay. and i was there for just over a year so tell us about your family i have four children okay and a grandson um my oldest son zeke's a graduate from ball state uh with a degree in visual communications then my daughter madison is a student at iu kokomo cool um, going to school for psychology and social work um in the process of buying her first home so that's exciting exciting for her and Mm nerve-wracking and yeah so it's it's kind of fun to to watch it from someone else's perspective and go no you don't need to worry about that this is what you need to talk about so um she's excited but she's she's really on a great path then my daughter marissa is the mother to my grandson and they're great aren't they grandkids i grandkids prefer are amazing. grandkids oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah they're the best He's those kids stress you out but those grandkids yeah because <laughs> you can play with them do whatever and then my youngest son peyton is he's 20 he'll be 21 in 
December. So the kids are already thinking that we need to plan a big celebration for him if we can get out and go anywhere. But yeah, the grandson, he was born the day before my birthday. So um, a fellow Aquarian. And so <laughs> for his first and second birthday, we I took him to Vera Mays and we had dinner there. And the first year he had lobster and this carrot butterscotch soup and had it all over him, Lane, but he like <laughs> he was all about the lobster which he won't touch now but at that point he thought it was great and he was sort of enthralled by my shiny moscow mule cup so oh yeah not ready. <laughs> so not, not quite ready for that yet give me another 20 20 birthdays <laughs> dude and then i can help you out <laughs> What does your family like to do for fun? What do you do for fun? A lot of times we just hang out together. We all enjoy music. So every year I've tried to take the kids to concerts and go out and do things like that. Yeah, before the program started, we were talking about uh, a couple concerts you went to that we were at. I had not been to a concert since, I think, 1986. Um, When Bon Jovi came around or what? (laughs) I saw saw Brian Adams was my first concert, and then I saw Huey Lewis in the News twice, and... You remember when Brian Adams came to John Cougar, John Cougar, Mellencamp, and and then I saw Henry Lee Summer at Slater Hill, Purdue. So that was the extent of my concert going, but I've always loved music. My daughter, I was looking for Christmas gift ideas one year, so in 2014, Lady Gaga was coming to Cleveland, so I took my daughter, both my daughters and one of their friends, and when the show started, you know, my daughter's in tears because she's a huge fan. And I was just like, this is what's been missing for my life. It's just that live music oh, connection. Yeah. And so a I Gaga think, show. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. amazing. So I think I went to six concerts that year. And it may surprise you, but I have a spreadsheet where I track everything. <laughs> oh, no. I used to write down all my concerts, too. But... So um, and then I recently, like two years ago, I transferred from getting just using my phone to get in to actually getting tickets so that I have. Just yeah, oh, so I'm putting the Which strap, is super depressing right now because I have a wallet full of tickets that that you can't use yeah yeah um but i think last year i had 25 days of music i went to two music festivals or was it three i don't know but i try to to find music wherever i go we were in denver last year we found a concert to go to at red rock because that's oh yeah it's amazing we went to extended our stay when we were in new orleans so we went to jazz fest and then the last day of jazz fest we had that was our day to kind of run around and see the city and i happened we drove by a theater every night that show that melissa etheridge was playing so that sunday night i decided an hour before (laughs) i bought a ticket i was three rows back (laughs) it was phenomenal i like the connection i love the the feel of the crowd just yeah i feel like you get like some sort of sense of community like mm-hmm. you're all there like enjoying the music and the the stuff together yeah it's cool and then I feel like when our as our kids get older you know and you're like what do you want for Christmas and they I just want money and no you know you can't buy them toys and stuff so it's kind of cool to be like I have concerts or tickets for this experience or this concert we can yeah. all go and together and, and that's what I've tried to do with the kids too you know they'll still get gifts and like Madison's birthday is tomorrow she's a huge Green Day fan that's what the tickets for fortunately they rescheduled so we'll go next year and same with her boyfriend plays drums in a band and he's huge into music so last year I took him to Bourbon and Beyond Festival to see the Foo Fighters and since we couldn't do anything this year I bought him tickets to see Riot Fest next year so we've got four days of music that will make up for not having birthday music this year it has been a big bummer this year hasn't it the the cancellations of live events and things like that because of COVID how has uh COVID and the quarantine and everything affected your work over there at Open Door. 
It's been a challenge. We were really fortunate. We were able to roll a lot of stuff out remotely. Ekeeper was instrumental in helping us get that done so that they have access to their phone systems and everything while working from home. And so we we put as many people outside the building as we could so that those that who had to be in the building, we could spread out and allow for social distancing. It's been a challenge. The rules and regulations change every day and the guidance changes every day. So it took a huge hit on our productivity. Um, people just weren't coming in. We rolled out telehealth super, super fast. Um, we were planning on rolling it out fourth quarter, and it was just like, oh, we have to do it today. We're doing it now. So, um, <laughs> And I bet that would be difficult for you as like the one who oversees operations. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of a shift all I'm at once. I'm very fortunate I have a phenomenal team. So when we decide to do something it's not just saying oh you need to take care of that it's roll up your sleeves and everyone throws in um so it was it was great it wasn't at that time but when you look back at it it was a it was a great opportunity for us to kind of unify and figure something out our hr director and my director of ops courtney and ashley spent the day going through who we can send out i worked on the back end with it making sure we had enough computers and i had been purchasing them because one we need to replace machines but two we knew this was coming and so we were able to to really get people out the door we didn't lay anyone off so we were able to keep our staff all employed which at the end of the day is what we really wanted to do it's just interesting what you said we were kind of preparing for it anyway Mm -hmm. was there a a push uh, a year or two ago that said this thing might happen you might want to be prepared no I mean I think you always have to have you know in your strategic plan what happens if you can't come into the office or you know if the power goes down or if something happens that you need okay, to deal emergency with. so backup plan but we you know there'd been rumblings of covid since the first of january so we knew it was coming down the pike it was just a, not an if but when was it going to hit us and so as we went through and it, i mean i remember we were at vera's the thursday before they shut everybody down having that conversation going well what are we going to do what's what's our next steps what do we need to figure out and not knowing at the time that would be the last time we went out for a very long time (laughs) very long time so um it's been challenging but i think it's it's also showcased the team that we have and their ability to to be flexible and to think outside the box and find creative ways to keep things going and moving on and there's some zoom meetings i want to keep at zoom meetings for the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) we've noticed that too like because you're just like they usually drag on forever and we're like oh 20 minutes we're in and out out." done i know i've been it does force that productivity of Mm -hmm. this has a purpose let's get in let's get out let's move on with our lives that kind of thing it's just, it's really it has been amazing. Right. Nobody wants to stick around a small talk and ask about your kids and yeah. can't say, like, what movie did you go to last night? Because, yeah, There's didn't nothing. go to one. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what did you not get to do yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the organizations you've been involved with here locally? Rotary. Um, and that was really my first introduction to community. And I go to Women in Business when we're allowed to do that. Um, but I I've, I've would like opportunities to sit on some of the other non-pro- nonprofit boards. I think there's there's a lot of things that I could help with because of my finance background. And there's a ton of boards, I'm sure, who would love to have you. So there's, so there's things like that. <laughs> so hit up to Tisha. Um, Mark Goodpasture had come to me about Rotary, and I ignored him for a while. Um, <laughs> and then and he didn't push, and I finally said, okay, I think this is a good opportunity for me to at least – get out in the community because I'm not from here. There's a lot of people I just, I didn't know. I remember my daughter comes down to do the soup crawl with me. And the first year we came, there was just like one or two people that I said hi to. And most of them were someone I knew from work. And then the next year I came down and she's just like, how do you know all these people? <laughs> I said, well, she goes, you, you like, 
like every few feet you're saying hi to someone else and I go it's just because I joined Rotary and that kind of expands things and and gives me an opportunity to know who other players are in the community so and it's not all super old people which is what I pictured I know (laughs) it is a really yeah I yeah yeah both both uh Rotaries have uh they have definitely young members that uh isn't the old white man's Mm -hmm. club I mean there's still old white men in it but there's younger people too (laughs) exactly (laughs) so I've I've enjoyed it don't tell Mark. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it it was good. It was a good way for me to get out and start to know people. And then I've also met quite a few people. I go to the Arsenal for CrossFit, and I've got to meet some people through there as well. So it's it's been kind of neat to finally go, oh, I know. I know. I yeah. have connections in the community. I, so. yeah, and when you walk down the road and you see people and stuff, our, our children hate going with us places because especially our 16-year-old, he's like mortified by like everything in life and us. And so when we're walking down the road, he's like, and we're like, oh, hey, and how are you doing? And here's all, and he's like, do we have to talk to everybody in town? And we're like, uh, yeah, we do. That's kind of our job. So there you go. And now for me, there's a much higher probability that when I'm sitting at the bar at Vera's that someone will come in that I yeah. know and yeah. I can chat with. So. <laughs> What is something on your bucket list? I just want to travel more. I didn't travel a whole lot pre-divorce. Open Door has given me the opportunity to do that since then. Since I started working there, I did take a trip to the Dominican, my first international solo trip. Nice. Cool. Just decided I was going to go, and I went and talk about some serious anxiety before <laughs> getting on the plane. But uh, there's just, I think that there's just so much more to do and see if. COVID hadn't happened, I would have went to Boston for a music festival, come back through Canada, and I was going to zip line the Canadian side of the falls. So I just, I think there's so much to do and see, and I just want to see as much as I can while I can. So I, awesome. I keep trying to get my company to send me places, but they he's just got, don't. He's got a really, like, a boss who is Scrooge McDuck, so no, that it's is not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, we help you with your budget. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions for quick answers. So number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? I would say the Foo Fighters. That's the band I've seen the most. And that's the first live show that I went to. And went. I remember telling my daughter, God did something right when he created Dave Grohl. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And that's that, one heck of a concert to like start yeah, off on. So yeah. Yeah, that's I favorite. haven't even seen they, the Foo Fighters. I haven't either. But. I would have seen them in October, but they just canceled two Man. weeks ago. Oh, so yeah. sad. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Not really either. I mean, if I have to get up early for like a flight, I can do it. But I usually roll into work between 9 and 9.30. Again, in the evenings, it just depends on what's going on. If I'm home, I'm in bed by 10. If I'm out with friends, it might be midnight. What's your favorite book? It just depends on what I'm in the mood for. I love Christopher Moore because I like a book that makes me laugh out loud while I'm reading it to the point where people just kind of stare at you. My inner NAP English girl likes any Jane Austen book. And then I like a like Gone Girl. I love a book that gives you a twist in the middle that mm-hmm. makes you go, oh, like what happened? <laughs> so that's I like I like to be surprised. I like for a writer to surprise me. Have you ever met anyone famous? I came. I can't even show you because but like within a foot of shaking hands with Julius Irving, and then my mom kind of nudged me and shook his hand instead. But I waited outside. <laughs> but after you were your mom game. got you. Yes. <laughs> I waited outside the Pacer game. Um, Moses Malone was just super rude, but I was waiting for Dr. J. He was my hero. I loved the man. I went downstairs, and I waited outside the locker rooms until they came out. And yeah, What's your guilty pleasure? I don't know if I really have one. Cause Chocolate, wine, 
Trashy TV. Moscow Mules. Moscow those are the, Mules. Those are delicious. That would be some. <laughs> <laughs> try them with cherry vodka. I Ooh. highly recommend. Oh. <laughs> I'll have to try that. There you go. Those are good. What's your favorite movie? It just depends. One of my favorite movies to watch over and over again is Family Man with Nicolas Cage. I also, during Christmas season, I'll turn on TBS with Elf and just watch it on repeat. Oh, I love Elf. <laughs> but my latest fascination is John Wick. <laughs> so. Okay. All the John Wick series. Uh-huh. That's pretty yes. good. He kills a lot of guys in I all know. those movies. I was just like, I so want your job. <laughs> <laughs> What's your hidden talent? I, I can tell you probably a surprise story. During quarantine, I went to power wash my deck and it destroyed all my boards. So I learned to build a deck. Okay. You learned to build a deck <laughs> so I because you destroyed it. <laughs> with the power washer. Because the boards just fell. I know it's 20 plus years old. So Okay. Um, so that's probably something that. Looking at me, people wouldn't think that I have, I'm building a collection Deck of building power tools, power tools and, and I, such. Yeah, I just bought a chainsaw. I haven't used it yet because I still keep having visions of cutting limbs off. So once I get past that, I've got a bunch of shrubs <laughs> to cut up. <laughs> but, okay. Now, we did have a friend who just destroyed her hand with a power washer because yeah. she did not Whoop. stop well, I, when I she was supposed to. I have a scar on my foot <laughs> okay. from where I did it. And then um, I was getting, so the next time I used it, I put on my tennis shoes. And I was getting a pedicure, and I thought she hadn't taken the polish off. And I went to say something to her. She's like, oh, no, that's the color of your toenail. Did you do something? I went, oh, yeah, I did take the power wash over my shoe. And I thought, because it didn't destroy the polish. But underneath. Oh, (laughs) ouch. Those things can be dangerous, so I've heard. they're so so soothing. (laughs) Well, they just get everything so clean, Mm -hmm. so it's like immediate gratification. Like, it's gross, and now it's beautiful. I worked from home on Monday, and I was working on the budget, and I had hit a block where I could and just get past it and I had um I had a few things I needed to do outside so I went out and I had to use I was using the power washer and and after I did that for like an hour I came back in and I was just like okay my head's clear so I think I highly recommend it if you're having trouble getting numbers to balance <laughs> and you need to clear your mind just go wash some stuff yeah do you sing in the shower no do you sing how about the car the car Oh, I'll sing in the car. Okay. I'll do, uh, and dance. I do full car dancing, singing. Star Wars or Star Trek? Wars. Okay. Star Wars. All right. Very quick. <laughs> didn't even have to think. No, I didn't have to think about it. <laughs> I prepped for that one. Good. <laughs> Excellent. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Eye roll. That's a good one, too. Now, who do you give it to? No, don't answer that. One. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably your children if give it's me, like us. Give me your number. Get <laughs> yeah. the eye roll there. Well, thank you so much for being our guest thank today. You. Awesome. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. I was very anxious, but you guys made it really easy. I enjoyed it. Too. Awesome. Bye. And we're also brought to you today by Farmhouse Creative. Learn more at farmhousecreative.net. Yeah, so in case you don't know, Farmhouse Creative is us. Is us. It's us. We don't always normally talk about Farmhouse and, you know, our work that we do beyond the podcast because, you know, that's not our first gig in life. It might be our third, third, <laughs> third, fourth gig. I'm not really sure, but yeah. So, but we thought today we'd take a little opportunity to like toot our own horns and kind of talk about Farmhouse a little bit and an initiative we've been doing here in September. Now, of course, the uh, COVID situation has changed everybody's life and everything like that. But I thought it would be a good idea to promote things you can do in your small business or organization to help yourself out. Absolutely. We're calling it Small Business September. If you see us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, you might have seen a few of these posts or whatever. But every day we're posting a little tidbit, uh, a little tip 
on how to help yourself as a small business or organization, nonprofit, um, or even maybe even as a, just a person in general. And some of the things we're promoting are like build your email list. Yeah. Like and right now is the perfect time. Perfect You're not time. doing that much. Get people's emails into a system that you can email things to. Yeah. You can get their snail mail too because we'll find out later that direct mail works. That is correct. Direct mail does work. When you get stuff, you call it junk mail, right? Yeah. But in the print world, we call it direct mail. <laughs> and it works because people pay attention to it. For a long time, people were like, oh, no, everybody just throws that away. But people actually watch it and they, they see what's coming in their mailbox. And even more now with a focus on the post office yeah. and politics and exactly. stuff like that. You get this thing, this this this, this postcard. This postcard, this you're letter. Gonna this letter. You're going to look at it. You're, you're going to look at it. it. Feel it. You're going to look at it anyway, but it really does work. So while you're collecting your email addresses, also collect your customers' like snail mail addresses, and then you can do a double whammy. Here's a no-no that I see happen all the time, and that is inconsistent branding. <gasps> so keep your branding consistent. If you are using your logo, keep using your logo. Keep using Don't your logo. Don't change it. Don't change it. Halfway through the campaign. Don't make it a different color. Don't like make it like all wonky because you know you tried to enlarge it but you didn't do the <laughs> ratio and you stretched it out and now it looks all funky. Don't do that. Uh, keep it consistent. If you know farmhouse, we're green and blue and it's lime green yep. and a specific blue, then you're not going to see us posting something with like Kelly green or Hunter. You know, like keep it consistent. Keep Don't it mess consistent. it up. Cover your website basics. Hey, is your website out there? Is it up to date? Does it have people like staff on it that? Haven't been with your company in 10 years? Is the copyright 2011? Well, it's time to look at those things. Take care of them. It's okay. Spend a little money on your webmaster. Get them to update it. If you can't do it yourself, just get these things Just get updated. it done. Yes. Network, network, network. Now, it's a little tougher. It's right a little now. tougher right now, but there are still ways to do it. Zoom. You Zoom. can network through Zoom. You can. There are still people having in-person meetings, social distancing and masks and things like that. And we were just talking today, like, it feels a little weird going to these in-person networking events where everybody stands, nobody can shake hands and you Everybody's elbow. got the mask on. Got a mask and you, like, elbow bump or whatever. But you know what? It's It still works. It's still getting out there either in person or on Zoom network. Promotional products are your friend. Now, I know how much you like promotional products. They're a thing. They're You fine. love looking up things like pins. I, how many pins are there available for a promotional products? million. There are a bajillion styles of pins. I will tell you this. Don't give away cheap, janky pins. Nobody wants those. They go, oh, yay, I got this pen. And I use it, and I'm like, oh, this pen doesn't work. And they throw it away, and they think about you bad because you gave them a janky pen. But so you, don't do that. But you, if you give them a good pen. They'll be like, oh, look at that. Farmhouse gave me this awesome pen. I love it. It works every time I use it. It sets on my desk. It's my favorite pen. So don't use janky pens. There are a million different ones out there. We can give you good options of what are good pens and what are janky pens. What are some other uh, promotional products that we've we've made for people? Oh, we've done hand sanitizer. That's very timely now. And masks. We did our own farmhouse masks. They're my favorite. I wear them every day. We did balsa oh, yeah. wood airplanes. Those were fun. We've done our own chapstick, of course. Oh, yes. Everybody needs chapstick. Our chapstick is the best chapstick. I, it is. I will say that. It's really good. We've done chapstick and pens and USB drives. We're webcam covers for your computer. I'm talk, quoting those for people now. Um, lanyards. Lanyards. Anything that you can slap a logo on, it, it's good. We can do it. But you want to make sure that it's useful. 
that it's not some just piece of junk that people aren't going to use. Like a lot of people give out stress balls. Yeah. And I mean, if you're in a stress management situation, like if you're a chiropractor or a doctor or whatever, really, you only that need makes one sense. Stress but ball per stress thing. If you're a contractor or some kind of industry like that, maybe stress balls might not be the best fit for you, but maybe a little traffic cones or some other kind of cool promotional product might be something better for you. But make sure whatever you're giving away fits and makes sense for your organization to be doing. And those are just some of the things that we're reminding and telling people about this Small Business September. So watch Facebook and Instagram for our posts and get tips from the farmhouse. Farmhousecreative.net. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss.